Welcome to Shake and Bake Cast. Today's guest is Sarah Piercy. In 2014, Sarah started her 10-year Shakespeare New Year resolution, a plan to see all of Shakespeare's plays acted on the stage. It started in memory of her grandmother, who died in January 2014, and who had a lifelong enjoyment of the theater and of trying new things. Sarah started a blog, Desperately Seeking Cymbeline, just a fabulous title in my opinion, to record reviews of the production she went to and to connect with other Shakespeare enthusiasts. Now in the fifth year, Sarah has been to 43 productions of 29 of Shakespeare's 38 plays. Welcome to Shake and Bake Cast, Sarah. Thank you, Larry. It's a pleasure to be here. I have included a, a link to your blog, so uh, the uh, listeners can go and inspect uh, the, the details if they go to our SoundCloud track. Um, however, I'd like to cut right to the chase and uh, talk about, rather than the majority of Shakespeare plays you have seen, uh, the ones that you haven't. So uh, which ones do you still need to see, and do you have any immediate prospects of checking more off your list? Yeah, uh, so the ones I haven't seen yet, they're quite evenly balanced. So there's three comedies, uh, The Taming of the Shrew, uh, Pericles, and Two Noble Kinsmen, although I've got tickets to see Two Noble Kinsmen uh, in June, so I should get that one ticked off quite soon. Um, yeah, that's a hard one, isn't it? It doesn't come up very often, but I'm going to go and see it uh, actually in, Shake in the Shakespeare's Globe, so that should be, should be good. I'm looking forward to that one. Wonderful. Um, and then three tragedies. So Romeo and Juliet, amazingly enough, I haven't managed to see that one yet. That uh, does amaze me. <laughs> it's, it's been a bit of a conscious effort, I must admit. There have been plenty of productions I haven't been to see. Uh, and then uh, Troilus and Cressida and Timon of Athens. Uh, and then uh, four uh, of the histories, so the three parts of Henry VI and Henry VIII, uh, which is the one that uh, I does, does, not, does not seem to be played very often. So uh, that one's going to be a challenge, I think. Henry VIII? Yes, yeah. I haven't seen that either. Uh, and uh, I don't even know when the last time was. I, I, we attend the Stratford, Ontario Shakespeare Festival often here. Uh, and I don't remember even the last time they, they offered it. So that could, be a, that could be a tough one. Yeah, so there's a, a wonderful website uh, called Touchstone, uh, which is run by the University of Birmingham, and they list all uh, current, future, uh, current and future Shakespeare productions that they know about in the UK. And I've been checking that site religiously for five years. It has, it has not come up in the past five years. So I've got to say it's, it's, it's a problem one, that one. You, know, you may be traveling for that yeah. one. Okay, now <clears throat> clearly... Uh, you couldn't just watch a YouTube of Henry VIII by by your rules. So I'm I, I'm wondering, um, what does qualify as a uh, a legitimate production for your project, desperately seeking Cymbeline by your own rules? Yeah. So, so I have I have three rules, and they're pretty broad. Uh, so the first one is it it has to be a stage production. Uh, so I can't, as you say, I can't go and see a YouTube video. I can't see a film. Uh, the second one is it has to be Shakespeare, so I can't go and see West Side Story instead of Romeo and Juliet. And the third one is uh, kind of follows on from it has to be Shakespeare, which is it has to be in English. 
Uh, so although I've got tickets to see Pericles, that's going to be in French, so that probably won't count by my own rules. So oh. <laughs> shooting myself in the foot. I really, I really think you're being very strict with yourself by <laughs> with with that rule. But <clears throat> it's your project, and uh, I admire. Uh, the standards that you've set for yourself. I was wondering about the different parts of Henry the Sixth, because I I have never seen them played individually myself. I've only seen them like rolled together into one play. Yes, uh, that, that's. I mean, the, even so, the wonderful Hollow Crown films, which I hope you've got a uh, seen over there. Even they did uh, Henry the Sixth in two parts. Um, I think I'll probably take a view when it gets to like year nine. If I haven't managed to find anyone that's doing all three parts separately, maybe I'll just sort of sit there, you know, frantically try to read in the bits they're missing. But uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I've got five more years. Ooh, I'm glad you re- I'm glad you mentioned Hollow Crown. I I actually am a little ashamed. I just discovered it this year, and uh, it's fabulous. I used it in in my class for the uh, history play that we did, Henry the Fourth, Part One. Uh, which uh, it, it's just yeah. marvelous series, but I but I digress. Uh, let's get back to uh, your uh, developed expertise on Shakespeare live in the theater. I'm I'm wondering uh, which which of the productions have really stood out for you that you've seen. Yeah, uh, there've been quite a lot, but I, I think I'll go with a couple that really stood out for me. So. Uh, uh, the first one was um, a production of Henry V, uh, which was set uh, during the First World War. The sort of the the the, the idea was that uh, French and English troops in a hospital were getting together to put on a production of Henry V, um, and that used uh, music uh, written by Thomas Butterworth, George Butterworth, who actually died during World War One, uh, with poems by A. E. Houseman as well. And uh, for me, that was a lot of things came together because I actually read an A.E. Houseman poem at my grandmother's funeral. Uh, and I'm involved in another project connected to my work doing World War One research. So I'm afraid that was sort of, had, had me sobbing unexpectedly for a production of Henry V. And at the other extreme. Well, it combines so many of your interests. That is. Exactly, exactly. It was like it was done just for me. Um, but at the other, probably the funniest I've seen uh, was King Lear with Sheep, uh, which was in fact literally <laughs> King Lear with Sheep. So, you know, what you're going to do? <laughs> uh, I'm also interested in how many different theaters that you visited. Um, of course, we're, I'm, I'm in the United States and don't have uh, the opportunity to go to the UK to, to watch uh, Shakespeare live and uh, wonder where you're taking in these plays. Yeah, so uh, a whole range. So uh, from the kind of the big theatres of the West End of London, which is sort of the, the traditional ones, to um, I saw The Merry Wives of Windsor literally done in my local park. So that was really convenient for me, just down the road, 20-minute walk, um, and kind of everywhere you'd expect in between. So Shakespeare's Globe and the uh, Jacobean uh, indoor playhouse they have, the Sam Wanamaker Playhouse, those are both fantastic places to see shows. Um, and one of the most exciting places for me is a brand new theatre in London, which is sort of a thing unheard of where all of our theatres are these kind of things which have been around for the Victorian time, which I saw uh, Julius Caesar there just last month. And it was sort of, they'd taken the newness of the theatre to do a really new, fresh, exciting production as well. So that was great. 
That sounds that sounds really really fun. I'm I'm very curious. Um, it's it's such a daunting project. I'll just mention as an aside, my son and we've completely supported him in this. Uh, has as an object to see all of Shakespeare's plays performed, but in a lifetime, not ten years. Uh, and I know I have a I have an idea of what kind of challenge this would be, but you've already been so successful. Uh, what have you learned about Shakespeare? What have you learned about yourself in pursuing this project? Well, do you know what? I've come to really appreciate Shakespeare. And doesn't that sound daft? Because, you know, the top thing I chose to do, you'd think I'd have a, an appreciation to start with. Um, but you sort of the, the, the breadth of what he managed to do. I mean, I, I honestly can't think of anyone else who could write a play as funny as A Comedy of Errors and one that's as sort of scary as Macbeth. I mean, astonishing breadth. And you sort of think about it, if he'd been writing just, well, if he'd been, you know, around just sort of 20 years earlier than he was, there wouldn't have been playhouses. There, he, you know, he, that he wouldn't have been able to write and have his plays performed in the way they were. It was sort of... This, this incredible serendipity that this man with this, I think, almost unique talent was around at just the right time for it to, to really come out. Um, that's quite quite astonishing, really, quite a wonderful thing. And yeah, I've enjoyed it. it. I've enjoyed it more than I thought I would, I'll be honest. I thought it might be a bit of a chore, but it's it's been great. Right. And in terms of myself, um, yes. I've got, I go to the theatre in general a lot more, which is a major plus for me. Um, I have a wonderful time sort of finding out more um, about Shakespeare and kind of his life and about other productions. Um, it does become a, you sort of start something like this and everyone around you goes, well, now I know what to get her for Christmas and birthdays. And uh, it's it's a little bit of obsession. I even have a Shakespeare cookie cutter and a Shakespeare rubber duck. So, <laughs> you know, I, I Accepting that this is now a deep part of my identity, and for an awful lot of people, I am now that girl who goes to a lot of Shakespeare. You sort of once you take right. that on board, you kind of you run with it, and it's uh, yeah, it's been great. Well, there are worse associations Indeed, you could yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. As, as obsessions go, it's a very you know classy, <laughs> socially acceptable one, really. Yeah. Well, this has been so fun uh, learning about. Uh, your project, Desperately Seeking Cymbeline. And uh, now I'm quite concerned about Henry VIII, and I will yeah. try to keep my eyes peeled and my ears open to, to, to learn of any developing uh, productions. Maybe I'll just shout it out on the podcast now and then. We could really use a, a new production of Henry VIII. I think, you know, anyone who puts one on will find themselves surprisingly sold out by all the other people out there who are just trying to complete the set, right? Right. You and my son will be there for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been an absolute delight. You're very welcome. It's been great chatting to you, Larry.